Welcome, welcome. This is the uh, second episode of the Breach Report, and we are focusing on law firms this this week. And we are we got a special guest with us, Mr. Jim Harden. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for being a guest here. Just to introduce to everyone who Jim is, um, Jim is the Director of Information Technology at Tyson and Mendez, and he worked at Stone Brewing before, Infracore, the Cohen Group, Personal Insurance. So he has a long, long uh, history in the IT and cybersecurity space, and uh, is just getting more and more uh, uh, experience as he goes. And Tyson Mendez is a, is a very interesting law firm. Um, they were founded in 2002, and they so they've been around a while, but they have just exploded in growth, especially in the last two years. They've done 20% uh, growth year over year on the last two years. And now their staff is over 500 people. And so obviously with that comes a lot of cybersecurity challenges. So Jim, welcome, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to, to be here and, uh, and talk some security with you. Yeah. So so real quick, a little bit about yourself. How did you get how did you get into the um the cyberspace? Because obviously it was kind of more IT and now it's kind of developed. Yeah, I mean it's uh there always had some type of flavor of um of cybersecurity going all the way back to um you know, military days, uh, you know, coming out of uh the Marine Corps into working straight for the DOD. Um, you know, obviously security was kind of first and foremost with everything we did there. Um, and then moving into the private sector. Um you know, as we're uh, coming into more of um, insurance-based firms, financial uh, um, firms, and things like that, um, you know, obviously, you know, cybersecurity was at the uh, at the at the forefront for a lot of those um, yeah. uh, roles that I filled, um, and then even even into you know Stone Brewing, where we started off as a you know local San Diego-based company, and and um, ended up. Um, opening stuff up kind of worldwide, you know, we, we had to always be, uh, security first, you know, focused with, um, stuff going on in like China and Berlin and things like that. So, um, and now Tyson and Mendez, obviously, you know, with the way that the world has changed with uh, COVID, you know, we are a fully, we're a remote first law firm. Um, really? so, yeah. So we have, uh, most of our, uh, staff is, uh, the, everybody works remote, and then we have uh, several offices around the country that we maintain for um, if somebody needs an in-person meeting, deposition, um, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, so security has been uh, been a huge, huge deal with that transition for us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's we, we've been uh, we've been taking quite quite the journey here in the last couple. Yeah. Of years. So so you were telling me a little earlier, you were saying that you guys have made like some major headway on kind of your cybersecurity plans posture things like that like what are what are some of those things that you guys that you guys kind of since you come to the helm like what was the state of when when it was there what when you came there where is it at now what are some of those things that could be lessons learned like that you're proud of yeah i mean um you know it, predating my my arrival here just a little bit um you know everything was you know when when the world got turned on its head with the with the global pandemic uh, just as everybody else did, it was more along the lines of trying to figure out how to get everybody just to be able to work remotely first and foremost, um, yeah. and then kind of come back and, and add, you know, additional layers um, later, which, 
you know, um, is that uh, the, the approach of, of, of trying to take that and build in the security along the lines or along the way where people are actually able to other things kind of hindering them or getting in their way and all the user training that goes along with, you know, some of these um, security layers, um, you know, it's, it's quite a challenge. Um, so, you know, where we've come from here in the last couple of years is, uh, you know, we've moved um, to, uh, you know, fully cloud-based, uh, you know, no colo, nothing on site uh, for us, everything infrastructure as a service, um, security from a security perspective, um, you know, we, we've, uh, we've put in multiple, multiple layers of security at the Microsoft Azure layer. Um, right with uh you know sentinel and uh, 24 hour sock services with partners like fit you know that have been able to um help us out there um and and really you know kind of honing in on what our policies and procedures were prior to really moving off site and kind of going into the new realm of 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 uh, how we work um you know really focusing on you know what our disaster recovery plans are what our business continuity plans are um, really honing in on, you know, instead of, you know, we, we don't want to have just the check boxes of um, uh, our test of our plans, right? We really want to be focused in and making sure these things because, you know, we never know when we're going to have a real life scenario with this stuff with, we don't have an office where we can swap out a blade on a server anymore, right? So, um, but all, all this, uh, all these things that we've been when going through with, you know, um, creating a uh, uh, quarter vulnerability scans, making sure we're, we're doing those on a regular basis with our partner with, with fit, um, our, um, penetration testing, we're doing the annual penetration testing and make, you know, coming up with actionable things to, to really focus on, to, to get those things fixed. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the ultimate, uh, you know, piece to this puzzle, right, is always the end user training, right? So we we have a, a really engaged staff and we have um, lots of lots of cybersecurity training going on. Um, yeah. And then we, we test people on that stuff regularly just to make sure because they're our first and last line of defense. So. Quick question on that training. So a lot of, you know, the law firms that I've experienced with, which I'm sure is universal, like the lawyers, they want to bill, right? They're billing at a high rate, Billing is critical to the business. They don't want an interruption of any kind, and they don't want to be inconvenienced in any way that would somehow impact that billing. And so a lot of times when you get into these conversations like, hey, we got to train on cyber, you know, let's say cybersecurity, it's like, that's 15 minutes I could be billing, right? Like, how, how do you have that? Was that a tough conversation? Was that an easy conversation? How did you get that compliance within, you know, that that buy-in, that commitment from the whole firm? So it's always a challenge, right? And and the the, the fact that we have, um, you know, testing through, um, you know, the No Before platform, yeah. um, things like that. Uh, you know, it, it, the conversations are, you don't want to spend fifteen minutes doing the training. Um, but if you click on the wrong link, you're going to be incapacitated for days, right? So um, we want to make sure that they're they're aware of that. And um, you know, the it we didn't want to do just kind of run of the mill, um, you know, cybersecurity training. So, so a lot of the stuff that we when we started falling under other uh, other compliances for like HIPAA and CCPA and some of these other things, um, you know, we got. Uh, we got some more engaging training. So it's not just, you know, videos that you're watching, um, 
you know, uh, here and there. And we, we got some things that are, you know, kind of uh, the gamification and and we've got some training that's like these episodic uh, things that that know before is done, which, you know, it's it, it, sometimes it's cheesy, but, you know, hey, people have a taste yeah. to watch it because they're they're, they're kind of funny. So yeah. um, but it, that's always the greatest challenge is creating that buy in. And but it, it's really just continuing to talk to people and let them understand how important that cybersecurity is in, in, in that space. Right. Because like you said, is, you know, we don't want to do anything that's going to stop them from being able to bill. Um, you know, so giving real world examples of things that have happened and, you know, like, Hey, don't let this happen or, or, uh, things like that. You know, we really want to make sure that, uh, that, that people, we, we drive that home, you know, the goal is always hundred percent compliance. Is that realistic? I mean, probably not, but, you know, we, right. we do the best that we can and, uh, and, um, you know, we, we have a lot of our senior leadership that helps push and drive compliance. Um, you know, we, we have good policies for things like that. So, um, yeah. So, so, um, uh, feel through in here that like 15 minutes is easy buy-in. The harder number was when the cybersecurity vendor or insurance wants two to three hours a year. So, um, what, what is kind of the cadence that you, that, that, that's kind of worked for your firm as far as the amount of training, how much time are you guys doing monthly, quarterly, semi-annually? Like what, what, what are you kind of, what's the strategy you guys have taken in? Yeah. So we do, we do a monthly training um, and it depends on, you know, it ranges on topics from um, uh, compliance, you know, for HIPAA or just for general um, phishing or for, you know, a, a wide array of topics. Um, and we do it monthly, the, um, and when we do our testing, right, we'll, we'll, we'll put out a, uh, a, a, a our own users and see who, uh, you know, clicks the links and all that stuff. Um, and then if that happens, you actually get remedial training to go back and say, well, Hey, this is where you failed. You need to complete this, this training module now. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so those are, um, those are just kind of kind of a few of the things that we use uh, to to um, cover those, um, like you say, the cyber insurance um, vendors. And then we also have our carrier partners for various um, clients that we have that actually have their own requirements for cybersecurity for it to be a partner of ours. Right. Yeah. Um, and and we, we kind of take that and we look, hey, does it follow within our program? Um, and that's why we made changes like to compliance modules and things like that, because, you know, some carriers started requiring that and it's just good for us to do in general. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Are there certain um, are there certain specific departments or employee levels within the organization that I don't know if you've actually looked at that data, but you're seeing a higher failure rate versus. Uh, yeah, so um, a lot of them, like our our uh, senior partner uh, attorneys, right? Because I mean, a lot of stuff comes in from all over the place with um, uh, lawyers, right? From other law firms, and people are sending things via Dropbox or their own little specialty file share or something like that. Um, you know that that's one in particular. And obviously, I mean, our our C suite is targeted. Um, our senior level IT folks are targeted. Uh, you know, just because this is one of the things that I think that is a little bit um, more interesting for me when the, the the attacks of a law firm is much broader because, you know, there's um, 
uh, everybody's out there on the web and LinkedIn. I'm an attorney at this law firm, and these are the things that I'm doing. And they're really pushing the marketing to try to get these billable hours in for these attorneys, um, you know, and and drive business. And by doing that, you're also kind of putting yourself out there, raising your hand, saying, "Hey, I'm the guy you should, you know, send this fake invoice to," or or something like that, you know. So, uh, you know, we we see it all across every department. Um, but I would say that we, we get a lot of the, um, like invoice based attacks and, you know, um, fake law firm, um, you know, submitting links and things like that for, uh, you know, that it comes in a lot to our, our, our partners and our, our, uh, senior partners. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks. What, 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 if you had like some advice for, you know, other fellow law firm IT departments and they were, you know, taking a look at, at at what you guys are doing and comparing it to what what they're doing, um, and every law firm has to kind of do that risk reward and really make a decision on on what is the best course of action for them. Like, what are you seeing in the industry in general that you're like, man, law firms a lot a lot of a lot of them are missing this. There's um, there's a miss here, or this is a big concern. This is. If I were to walk into a, a new law firm, this is the one, two, three things I want to I want to look at right out of the gate just to kind of figure out what's going on. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, that I've seen between where here at Tyson Men is and other um, uh, other firms that I've, I've worked with um, is that, you know, the multi-layered, you got to have the multi-layered approach because, you know, there's um, attorneys Again, they're they're uh, um, just I think in general very you know um, fast paced and they want to have you know the, the least path of resistance to get things done, which you know totally makes sense. But um, having the MFA up front, then having you know Sentinel look at your Azure instance, and and then you know ultimately you know if something does get through, you want to make sure that you're looking at that you know when and if it does come through, um, you know with uh, Proofpoint, Windows Defender, you know whatever it is. Um, just having that multi-layered approach, I think, is is the the biggest uh, piece of advice that I could give because it's, hey, we want to have anti-spam or it's just, you know, then we want to have two FA or if we have like one or two of these things, we're going to be safe. Um, I mean, there's you know as many layers as as uh, of protection as we have, um, even with um, you know uh, the 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 best in class tools. I mean, some some stuff just gets through, and you you got to make sure that. Uh, you know, that every, um, every uh, notification you get, like, you don't want to get notification fatigue, because that was another thing, too, is that our, you know, make sure your tools are configured correctly, because there's so many times that things come through, and you're kind of like, oh, well, yeah, well, that does that all the time. So I'm not going to worry about that anymore. It's like, well, then you kind of turn a blind eye to it when you're not getting, um, you know, proper or actionable notifications. Um, you know, that's when things kind of slip through the cracks and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, anything that that comes through, um, you know, should be a red flag. And if it's not, then you got to you got to fix it and then and and figure out how to make those notifications uh, important. So, right. Right. Yeah. So that's good. What is um, so you kind of mentioned that notification fatigue. How important is 24 seven monitoring in that equation with those notifications and like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's for us, it's huge, right? Because, you know, as, as we work with a, a hybrid kind of uh, staffing model, um, you know, we have our onsite IT folks, but we, we have 
uh, we don't, you know, staff our support desk 24 seven, right? So we need eyes and eyes and hands to be able to help us out with, with uh, um, stuff across the board. So that the 24 seven um, uh, sock that we have been working with through fit's been amazing. You know, it's uh, we, we, yeah. we realize that, you know, with our certain thresholds, it's, if it's something that can wait till the morning, it can wait. And if they need to wake me up, they're going to wake me up. We're going to find out what the, what the issue is. Um, you know, I, I it's uh, I I've used uh, 24 seven sock services and like the last uh, three companies that I've been a part of. And it's 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 been worth every single penny uh, that, that we've paid for it. So um, I, I can't uh, say no, making sure that you have that type of coverage. And if you can't have it on your team individually, um, you know, find a partner that you trust and and uh, and, and and run with them. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, and thanks for that endorsement. Um, you know, what, one of the things that, that we've seen and, and that we like um, with the relationship and that we've always wanted to emulate, and, and this is important with, with, with any vendor, especially on the cyber side, is having the regular review type meetings to go over the incidents and kind of then shape the, the, the alerting and because the analysts have to get to know the environment. If they don't get to know the environment, they're gonna they're gonna just have to punt and ask a lot of clarification questions. So the more they can get to know the environment, the better the value for the internal team. Um, because then they're taking load off of them instead of putting more on. So, yeah. so that's huge. Um, you mentioned. Um, what are some of the communications that are happening? Because attackers, they're focusing so hard on law firms because they 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 seem to have, you know, the lawyer is in the, the, the one of the most trusted positions that any organization, you know, is working with. They have all the, maybe not all the data, but they have massive amount of sensitive data, especially when it comes to a lawsuit or a client or litigation, whatever it might be. What is the data that the criminals really want to get to? And what are some of the ways that they've successfully been doing that at, at, at other law firms and where we're seeing these data breaches? Yeah, um, so from the last couple of years, the, what, what we see is just more along the lines of, them, of, of an attacker trying to get um, uh, an invoice paid for something or, or acting as... Uh, a law firm to try to get um, perhaps some PII on either our client or even the the uh, client on the other side, right? Because we we've actually seen um, other law firms where they get information and then we'll we'll get a, an email saying, "Hey, you know," I, and they're emulating that law firm with that client's name, with the the case number and everything else. Um, you know, they're they're trying to trying to get some information there, so. Um, really, it's it's PII, um, and then also uh, you know just submitting false invoices and, and hoping people just kind of don't look at it and, and pay it and, and forget about it. Um, you know, th those are the two I would say main things that we see. But you know, again, we we've had um, trying to get you know uh, credentials, uh, trying to um, find out who's who within the organization, right? To try to try to make those things happen. Yeah. Um, so those those are those are the largest things that 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 we see. Yeah, one of the really um, interesting ones that I got to see, and and I mean these criminals were so smart, 
there was there was basically a class action class action lawsuit um, that had come to an end, and it was time for settlement payment. And they the criminals there was three parties involved, right? And one of the parties was was our what uh, was a customer we were working with, and the two other parties we were not. And they got an email from the opposing counsel and the domain was like, everything was perfect except like one I and O got swapped on the name in the domain. So they had purchased the domain legit, registered it on uh, Gmail because G Suite, like when it comes out of uh, Gmail, just the amount of emails coming out of Gmail, it usually will pass most spam filters if you know if it's like seems like legit communication and then they had copied the entire thread that goes back from you know however long they were you know you know talking to the county departments and you know wiring settlement money and so on and, and they then provided instructions to whatever bank account the criminal wanted so they had been listening to that conversation um and i'm assuming i don't know exactly um how they knew about the lawsuit probably because in california a lot of those uh it's public information so they they were in that conversation they had breached a, a law from not not one we were working with but it was one of the one of the parties and they were in uh chicago and so it's kind of an interesting conversation because then uh the it director of the law firm had to call this party and be like hey yeah you guys have called the other it guys you guys have a criminal in your system there's a there's a data breach and they're like no no we're good like no no you're not you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's that was pretty pretty interesting to kind of kind of see but the the understanding that the these are not like low level criminals the the amount of you know brain power and uh, I hate to use the word professionalism but they they kind of know what they're doing yeah yeah and that's you know th that's the 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 downside to um, you know, being out there and trying to drum up more business and then, you know, putting out all your, your wins and your victories right out on LinkedIn and social media and all that stuff. Cause somebody's watching, right. Somebody's always watching and they're kind of formulating what their next plan is going to be. Oh, these guys work, uh, do a lot of work in this particular sector, whether it's, you know, um, personal injury, whether it's, um, workman's comp or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, when you start putting stuff out there saying, these are the things that, these are the victory large large victories that we had. You know, somebody's going to use that to their advantage. So you know, we always got to be be on our uh, mindful of of that. And um, you know, obviously, if something comes to us as you know uh, a class action, obviously it's we know right off the bat because we don't deal with stuff like that, right? But um, the stuff that we do have out there that we're um, our our, uh, our founder. Uh, one of our founders, Bob Tyson, he's got a couple of books out there on nuclear verdicts, right? So, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a plethora of information out there that people can use to try to use against you. And, you know, we just got to be mindful of that. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Um, well, I appreciate you, you know, coming on here and kind of sharing your guys' strategy and, and uh, answering some questions for people. Uh, if anybody has any last questions, throw them in the chat. We would, we would love, uh, to to put that in there oh question mike ray are you using xdr we are not using x currently yeah okay cool is that um tell us a little bit about what you are using 
do you like the product? Do you not like it? What what are you kind of using right now? Yeah, I mean, just mainly because we we're living in most of the the Microsoft world currently. Um, you know, we we have um, our 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 technology stack is generally everything that we integrate at the Azure level. So um, we use uh, Microsoft Secure Gateway all the way, and then we have Microsoft Sentinel as a, as a piece as well, all the way down to you know, uh, Windows Defender for endpoints and for our anti-spam as well. So um, outside of that, we really don't have a lot of other um, uh, need for any other uh, layers in there. Um, you know, we we use Meraki at Edge on our our uh, uh, branch offices and things like that. So, that, I mean, there's a, it's 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 been very um, kind of standardized with some of those yeah. uh, those big vendors. But yeah, we don't really have the need for any additional layers with uh, with the way we're set up today. Yeah, that makes sense. And the nice thing about Sentinel, like if an analyst is doing investigation Sentinel, and if you're also using um, the endpoint, the Microsoft endpoint agent. You can then automate a lot of tasks. Has that saved? Do you, do you find that saves your your team time when, like, when that whole workflow lifecycle happens from from Sentinel uh, to the endpoint? Yeah, it's 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 cohesive, and the fact yeah. that we can actually um, kick out, you know, kind of consolidated reports, um, you know, from the the single pane of glass, right, um, within. Azure um, has been great. And then the automation piece, uh, you know, it's helped us a lot with um, some of our uh, conditional access and travel policies and things like that, just to, uh, something's amiss. I mean, Sentinel catches it before anything else does, and we're able to generate alerts and create tickets in our ticketing system and all that type of good stuff. So um, it's, it's been a, it's been a really solid platform. We've been very, very happy with uh, having, having that, that layer in there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what has your approach been um, now that you guys are, uh, I remember something I wanted to ask you with, with the pen test process. So, so pen test happens, um, you know, the, the pen tester finds problems, have the meeting, they present it to you and your team Jim, and say, Hey, here's what we find critical, medium, low, so on. What is your approach to, where do you go from with it from there? What's the importance? Um, how do you prioritize that versus everything else happening? And what what is just kind of that approach to to test your own your own environment, like the same way a criminal is going to test it? Yeah. So you know when we when we have we we want to test both, right? We want to test the external. We do our external pen test, our internal pen testing. Then we do our, our quarterly vulnerability scan within our own environment to make sure that we're up to date with patches and things like that. Um, but when when we do get those reports, um, you know, we 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 do meet with our engineering team. We take a look at them. Um, is hey, is this something that we can handle? Is this something that uh, we have a a, um, a vendor for one of our systems? Um, you know, that we've actually got them to change the way that they use some weak ciphering and, and uh, uh, you know, different versions of TLS and things like that, because, you know, we like, hey, man, we keep popping these things on the vulnerability scan and we can't correct it unless you guys change something on your end. So, um, you know, it, it, we actually were kind of at the forefront um, to help push those guys to really make some changes on their end because it didn't affect us, it affected all their customers. 
And uh, I said, well, you know, if we're the only ones telling you this, then, you know, there's some some other IT departments out there that need some work to to get yeah. some, to start doing some of this stuff. But, um, yeah. you know, the fact that we were able to kind of raise that up and say, hey, look, you know, at some point you're going to get another client that's going to require this or all your clients should be requiring this from you. Um, you know, that that's been really, really helpful. And, uh, you know, the fact that um, everything that we have on those, like I said, is, is actionable is great because then. Um, you know, as things change quarter to quarter and, and you know, uh, other uh, vulnerabilities are found, we want to make sure that we're staying on top of those. Um, you know, so it's it's been a, it's been a great process to just, you know, kind of review those, um, you know, with um, with, you know, our cybersecurity vendor is fit. So we've been, you know, reviewing those on a regular basis and making um, actually making decent, um, you know, changes based on on those recommendations. And. Um, you know, when we did, uh, we moved on from vulnerability scan to penetration testing this year. Um, you know, the, the one thing I can uh, say without a shadow of a doubt is that our uh, it was great to watch our Sentinel system actually pick up the attempts that were uh, trying to come in from the inside and outside. That's um, awesome. We're you actually testing your own defense, your blue team and red team are testing each other. Exactly. Exactly. And we're able to we're able to see all that stuff. Uh, you know, making its way through or the attempts that are coming through. So, um, you know, it, it, it was, it, it's been, um, it's, it, it's been a great uh, jump in our security posture with, with, uh, with that platform. Awesome, man. Great work. Thanks for sharing everything you've been doing. I know that's uh, you guys are, are, are a model for a lot of other law firms that are kind of looking at the growth and the, the, the rapid expansion that Tyson has had. It comes with big challenges. You've been doing a lot, making a lot of things that happen over there. So thanks for being a guest, Jim. We appreciate you, man. And uh, uh, I, I think it was just uh, kind of inspirational seeing what 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 the, uh, you're doing and being able to model after that. So thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Everybody uh, stay safe out there and keep your, uh, keep your guard up and do your vulnerability scans and do your penetration <laughs> testing. That's going to tell you more than anything else uh, where, 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 where you're at. So uh, Awesome, man. Let's yeah. go. All yeah. right. Everybody, all the guests, thank you so much for joining. We appreciate you. Tune in again. We're going to have another very cool one coming up a couple weeks. Drop us a message if you have uh, any special requests that we could also bring or topics that we could bring onto the breach report. And we look forward to talking soon. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, bye.